Episode 1, The Peak Performance Mentor, where each week we interview coaches, sports industry experts, and leadership gurus to mentor you on your quest to achieve peak performance in your personal life, professional career, and with the teams you coach. But I, would, I think the key is the environment. Like, I don't think a coach is, can do a co- one coach can do it on their own. I think a coach today has to look at, you know, who they're exposing their players to in terms of their staff and who's sending what messages. And I also then think that that coach should try to influence the player as a person and a student and a, you know, a pillar of community as well. Like, I think coaches should, uh, like, we're all, we all have no problem asking our players to, to go above and beyond on a soccer field or a basketball court. But why do we have a problem in, ask, in not asking our players to get good grades? Why do we have a problem? Or why are we slow in asking our players to be good people? And I think we've got a we've got up our standards and what we're doing there. And maybe maybe the whole coaching community. Maybe there's a moment coming soon where you know it is going to be in the spotlight where people some people are going to say that we we have the biggest influence on young people's lives. But I definitely think we're doing. I think it's between us and teachers to to kind of shape this next generation and. And hopefully there's, you know, I think that's where all these things are happening, all these leadership development, like what you guys are doing is so, so important because that message is, that message has to go through to coaches more than players at this moment in time at a lot of levels. I am your host, Christian DeVries with Boyd Hamlin. Our guest this week is Gary Kiernan. Coach Kiernan is currently the head women's soccer coach at Cal State Bakersfield. He holds a UEFA A license and a premier diploma from United Soccer Coaches. Originally from North Ireland, he made his mark in the U.S. playing for Wingate University, where he also started his coaching career. He is an accomplished author of the book, The Modern Soccer Coach, a book aimed at soccer coaches of all levels and all players of all ages and abilities. The Modern Soccer Coach identifies the areas that must be targeted by coaches who want to maximize team potential. Now let's welcome Coach Gary Kearney to the show. Coach, what did I miss? Can you fill in any of the gaps for us? Yeah, sure, Christian. Uh, good to be here. So, well, that's most of, like, you got it spot on about where I've kind of been. Uh, where I'm at right now is we've just started our season. Started the fourth season in Bakersfield. Um, so, mid to, mid-level Division One, um, trying to work it up to a, to a competitive-level Division One, and, and it's getting there, and it's, it's coming along nicely. And then um, from, the, from the business side of view, it's, it's still, I'm still working on the books and working on the publishing and working on um, a little bit of coach education side as well. So with the modern soccer coaches become officially a brand and trying to to reach out and and to do some things with that there. So it's busy, but it's exciting, and, and I'm glad to be here today. Great. So let's let's go into the first half of our game today. In our first half, we like to talk about mentors. And what we do know about mentors is mentors matter. They expand your vision. They help you see further and stretch your horizons. They can help you identify those blind spots that you have wherever you're at. Uh, One of my mentors, John Maxwell, likes to put mentors this way. They know the way, they show the way, and they go the way. Can you share with us one of your mentors or a couple of the mentors that you've had as you've gotten into your coaching career? Yeah, yeah, my uh, probably like a lot of people. My early mentor was was my father, who was, you know, now as a as a father myself and a and a coach. I kind of I'm now at, at 36 years of age, kind of appreciating how he 
he cultivated a love of the game and he cultivated a, a work ethic and he cultivated a, an attitude that was going to work through problems and not try to throw the head up whenever I got it. So he, he was like, it was more, I don't know how he did that in terms of manipulation, but he was, you know, uh, it was always about the game and it was never about the result. It was always about the effort and never about the playing time. And it was, and it made me appreciate the game at a, at a, at a much deeper level that I think as a coach you have to because if you're just in it for results you're going to be miserable for the majority of the time so um, so my father is, is is responsible probably and, he, and he's like my dad's like my best friend so I, I speak to him I throw a lot of problems at him and uh, he's always a good ear and then uh, probably then when I moved on to coaching on a serious note I was I was fortunate enough to be uh, work under Gary Hamill as a as a grad assistant so Gary Hamill is He's he's up there with like I think the winning percentages in, in college coaches. He's been at Wingate University for for twenty five odd years and he just won the national championship last year. So um I had no intentions of becoming a coach when I finished playing college soccer, but he offered me a, a role as an assistant coach and and it was him that really kinda showed me what it takes. Like I thought coaching was about X's and O's, I thought coaching was putting out the cones and grabbing a whistle and letting people do what they do. But he he opened my eyes to the commitment to like as a lifestyle, what you have to do, the hours you have to put in, the way you have to the way you have to act, um, even when your players aren't around, how you're how you're a uh, kind of you the society or if the community looks at you and, and how you have to communicate with people and uh, and how difficult it is as well. So I got a lot of exposure from him and um, after I worked for him, I, after I worked for him, I was fortunate enough then to work alongside him in, in my formative years as a coach from from 24 to to 30, and I, I learned quite a bit then. And and probably the perspective I still like, I still Hamilisms I still use, you know, with my players. So, although I take credit for them these days, but um, yeah, he had a massive impact on me and, and was a was an unbelievable person. I, I like that, and I, I think you, you, we can just hear you talking about how you've grown through the mentorship of, with your dad and with, with uh, Hamill. So what would be one real lesson, one, the, the golden nugget that you've learned from your mentor? The golden nugget I've learned is, like, it's, uh, coaching's 90% is difficult and miserable and tough and you go into it thinking that it's an extension of playing, you know, it's pretty cool. I'm out in the grass all day. I get to, I get to get a, you know, become part of soccer. And there's, there is a lot of great stuff that goes with being a coach. But if you want to do, if you want to, you know, commit your life to this and commit a career to this here, then I think there's a lot more rough than smooth. Um, and there's no point in like hiding that there. So, you know, what's, you know, with my first year's coach, I remember I was like my first three or four games an assistant coach, uh, were rough, and I, I remember going to him like, "How do you do this for for a living?" And he's like, "Yeah, this is what coaching is. Like, it's <laughs> you know, it's not about championships and celebrations. It's about grinding, and it's about uh, dealing with difficult players and a different problem in your office every morning that you have to address." And and I, I think it was, you know, in hindsight, that was that was really good for me to experience early because I was really, really a uh, positive optimistic person and now I think I am I still am pretty positive but I'm more a realistic person so I come in every day expecting problems and it makes it easier to deal with and um and then if the better the better you are as a coach the better players you're going to be exposed to which means you're going to deal with a lot more difficult situations 
and you've just got to be prepared to work through those rather than you know complain about them or you know think that you're exposed to problems that other people aren't exposed to any any full-time coach at every level is is uh, is dealing with a lot of stuff at the minute and that's why i think leadership programs and mentorship programs are so so vital because it can help you get through it and there's no way to avoid them wow i just want to repeat what you said coaching is a grind you have to work at it so often all people see is what happens on game day the thrill of the victory if you're going to be a great coach you have to work at it daily thanks for sharing that gary I'm now going to turn it over to Boyd for our halftime. Okay, Gary, we've got the, uh, four questions for you uh, in 60 seconds, if we can do this. Uh, about three or four main points that we would give our team in order to improve their second-half performance, whether it be game time or lifetime. So here's a, here's a first question for you. What are you currently reading right now? Bigger, Better, Faster um, by Charles Durig. It's just a business leadership book. Good book. What Great about book. Uh, personal habits? What about personal habits or rituals do you follow every day? Uh, I always go for I've just finished running. Like I always make sure I get 30 minutes of a, of a workout in, energizing me, and then I always make sure I spend at least an hour playing with my little boy. So it, uh, both things mean a lot to me. Absolutely. What about a favorite quote, and who's the quote from? Favorite quote? As the challenge escalates, the need for the team elevates. And I do not have a clue who said that, but it was a lot smarter than me. I just, I just think it's so true. Okay, here's our final question for halftime is, what is your measuring stick to achieve peak performance in this season of your life? Or put another way, what are your current goals? Oh, that's a great question. Like, um, you know, as a, as a college coach, it's results oriented, but I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to do something that's never, I'm trying to achieve an output that's never been been done before this, in this program, and that's, that's in every aspect. That's in, in, in experience, player experience, player engagement, focus levels, academics, things you can measure things you can't measure like i want to i want to do something that's never been done before and that's kind of my motivation i think uh, that's uh that's absolutely beautiful and uh, before i turn it back over to christian for the second half let's highlight your personal habit real quick i think it's very important what you said there and uh, not only taking care of yourself but in taking care of those closest to you i uh, love the story about uh, just a little piece about spending time with your kiddo that is uh, very, very important, and uh, thanks for sharing that with us during our halftime section. I'm going to turn it back no over problem. to Christian for our second half. Thanks, Boyd. In the second half, we like to take a look at overcoming failure. Coach, we've already shared some of your successes, but how did you get there? Thomas Edison is famous for saying, I have not failed. I just found 10,000 ways that did not work. Can you share with our listeners one or two of your failures and how they helped define where you are now? Let's see, biggest failure. Um, my biggest failure as a coach was when I was a head coach at Wingate 
2007 and I tried to make a team selection. Long story short, I tried to make a team selection that, that phased out certain players uh, midway through a season that I felt were no longer committed to it and I did not communicate that, not even in a satisfactory way. I communicated that in a very poor way and kind of ducked from a little bit and got, got hammered for it. And it was like, I won the game, but I lost, I probably lost the team that day. And I lost the, uh, I lost the older players that day. And that was a, a lesson that I needed to put people around me uh, who were going to, a staff around me, who were going to help me and going to talk to me and going to um, advise me on what, what to do and what not to do. So that was, that was a bit of a reality check, to be honest. And then, you know, I suppose then, in terms of, in terms of, it was around the same era where I was, I was finding it when yet it was the same experience over and over again. In terms of, we were stuck at like third in the league, and I, I just changed my training philosophy. I just, I demanded more, um, turned a corner there, and, and uh, like maybe put a button with us. The four-dimensional approach the book was written kind of off the back of that. There it was like, I was just, I was working in a way that that didn't have any structure and any organization and I was asking players just to go out and play every day to train and, and hope they enjoyed it and then I started putting standards on it and I started asking more and I started measuring things and I started making it more realistic to the game we were going to play um, so both of them was kind of a, a mediocre situation then asked me to reevaluate and then a, a bad situation asked me to reevaluate and uh, one was a soccer aspect and one was an environment aspect Yeah, I want our audience to hear what you just said because it's so important that we are going to have failures. But you have to evaluate those failures. And it's only when you sit down and you evaluate those failures will you really create the next steps towards success. Um, so how about in your personal life? Have you, had, have you had any of those failures in your personal life that you've been able to go back and evaluate and learn something from? Yeah, I mean, there's there's always things in your personal life. I think, I think your personal life when you're, you know, any coach who does it full-time is fortunate enough to have a significant other alongside them who is uh, patient enough and understands what goes along with that, whether it's time or energy into that there. But, you know, where I think... Where I think my life's at at the minute that I'm that I'm really happy about is my my relationship with my wife and relationship with my assistant coaches are that they are not afraid to define reality for me. So it's just a case of like they're they are empathetic. They have they listen. They talk and the relationship's great. But they both know when I'm not where I'm not where I need to be kind of thing emotionally and mentally, and and they can guide me in the right direction. So. Like I, I've I've been through things emotion or like everyone else like life, life is a, a microcosm of sport or maybe it's the other way around and you know you're going to have disappointments in all aspects of it if it's not getting a job if it's failing in a job if it's personal things if it's people passing away, um, I do think that players today and I do think it's it's a piece of the puzzle that we're missing at the youth level is is we're just not exposing young players to disappointments. They're playing far too many games on on, each, on the back of each other, so they're not getting feedback systems in. They're also not experiencing um, that, like they're not experiencing resilience where they have to bounce back because they just get on the field again and it's a new day. So it's not even that we're like, and that's not even athlete development or player development. That's personal development. So we're not teaching these people 
these young people in college or high school or club, whatever, we're not teaching them that, like, you, you know, life is going to kick you up the backside or punch you right in the middle of the nose, and that's what's going to happen, and, and how you deal with it is going to determine whether you're successful or not or you, whether your relationships work or not, and everyone's everyone's significant other doesn't wake up in the morning and, and celebrate the marriage together, and mine definitely doesn't, so, you know, there's a certain amount of resilience you need to get through relationships as well, and and I think they all overlap. And, I, you know, from a personal point of view, I would just like that to be a little bit better communicated in, in youth sports. Boom. There are two key takeaways that I heard. Number one, have a support system and lean on them. That support system is what's going to keep you grounded. And number two, failure is a good thing. We need the experience of failures in order to become more resilient. Gary, thanks for sharing that with us. Boyd, back to you to wrap it up. Okay, Gary, let's bring it home together. Got uh, a couple of uh, final questions for you. Uh, you got a big aha moment uh, as a coach you can share with us? Uh, my aha moment came when I watched, uh, yeah, when I watched Mourinho work uh, in, at Real Madrid at UCLA a few years ago. Um, and that was like just from a soccer level. You just you just think you know what you're doing, uh, and that's why I think, and, and that's part of the the inspiration behind modern soccer coach was exposing uh, coaches, even college coaches, to to different forms of of what people are doing around the world, and not just in the U.S. And you know, after 20 minutes of watching Mourinho work, I just I just felt, you know, I felt this small. I felt it's just as if I wasn't doing anything at all. It was on a different level of organization different level of communication and a different level of purpose so it was it was pretty inspirational well i think that uh, after this uh, uh, short call that we've had together today that uh, you would you would be a coach that uh, i would absolutely listen to because you understand that it goes beyond the x's and the o's and with that thought in mind uh, you got any final insights or wisdom that you can uh, share or relate uh, to us as a coach uh, I mean, I have a lot of like what what coaching is and what I think uh, Christian said at the start. You know, we have a false maybe a false appreciation of what coaching is, and I think I think in co- coaching today with with the way with the way the world is structured and the way people are into their mobile devices, they're spending less time with their families and parents are having less of an influence on character development, and it's it's just, it's sad, but that's what society is. So I feel the role of a coach today. Is, is huge because you're you know you're you're you've got so much of an influence but i would i think the key is the environment like i don't think a coach is can do a co- one coach can do it on their own i think a coach today has to look at you know who they're exposing their players to in terms of their staff and who's sending what messages and i also then think that that coach should try to influence the player as a person and a student and a you know a pillar of community as well like i think coaches should uh, like we're all, we all have no problem asking our players to to go above and beyond on a soccer field or a basketball court, but why do we have a problem in ask and not asking our players to get good grades? Well, why do we have a problem, or why are we slow in asking our players to be good people? And I think we've got a we've got up our standards and what we're doing there. And maybe maybe the whole coaching community, maybe there's a moment coming soon where you know it is going to be in the spotlight where people, some people are going to say that. 
we we have the biggest influence on young people's lives but i definitely think we're doing i think it's between us and teachers to to kind of shape this next generation and and hopefully there's you know i think that's where all these things are happening all these leadership development like what you guys are doing is so so important because that message is that message has to go through to coaches more than players at this moment in time at a lot of levels well i i agree with that wholeheartedly gary and uh, to both you and Christian, there is gold in this here call. <laughs> Thanks a lot for that, guys. Let's come down the home stretch. Coach, where can people go to learn more about you and the modern soccer coach? Sure, sure. Uh, my my books are available on Amazon. So, you know, if I think you just plug in Gary Kernin, you'll, you'll find modern soccer coach books. Um, my Twitter, I'm pretty... My, Twitter and Facebook are the two mediums that I use, two platforms I use to, to communicate most of my messages. So my name, at Gary Kernin, is my Twitter handle. And then Coach Kernin is my Facebook page. And then the Modern Soccer Coach is just, we just finished the year. We're wrapping up on the year for all the projects we've done. So that we're hoping to, to launch next year's project. We've got a, um, a couple of books that we're launching in the next month or two. And then a coach mentorship program that I'm hoping to launch in the new year. Um, that I'm working on at the minute. So hopefully that site will be updated with some new exciting stuff and, and hopefully I can do my bit for, for pushing the, the next generation on as well. Great stuff. And we're going to post those links on the website. Coach, thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. I know how busy the start of the college soccer season is and I really appreciate you taking some time to spend with us. Good luck with the rest of your season. No, thank you. Thank you, guys, and, and keep up the great work and look forward to following following this here and, and heading, listening to, uh, to more coaches as well. So good luck with your project and, and look forward to, to listening to it and keeping up with it. This has been the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast, where each week we interview coaches, sports industry experts, and leadership gurus to mentor you on your quest to achieve peak performance in your personal life, professional career, and with the teams that you coach. This has been Christian and Boyd, and wherever you are, go achieve your peak performance. <laughs>